Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. Hello, friends, and thanks for joining me. Why not pull up a chair and make yourself comfortable for a story? Unless, of course, you're operating heavy machinery right now, in which case, please stay in the position most conducive to operating it safely. Optimally positioned? Good. Then I shall begin. Mm, But now I think of it, where to begin? You see, the tome of the tragic kingdom that I hold here is not a traditional book, and when any story can begin once upon a time, it can really play havoc with the concept of chronological ordering. So, rather than begin with a time, perhaps we should begin with a concept. A concept which takes the hopes and dreams of characters in so many of your favourite stories, and crystallises them into something quite magical. I'm speaking, of course, about wishes. Yes, let's begin with a story about wishes, Now, what page was that story on? Ah, here we are. Funny old things, wishes. There are no metrics or methods you could use to measure them, but yet, they can still vary in size. And whether it's from someone who has very little who wishes for enough, or someone with plenty that wishes for more, the wonderful thing about wishes is that almost all of us have them. So, 
What do you wish for? How big are those wishes? How far do you go and who do you whisper them to in the hopes that they come true? You'll have plenty of opportunity to lie awake and think of that later. For now, join me in a story all about wishes made upon a star. I can't see anything up there. You must have read the directions wrong. Leon squinted, shading his eyes from the afternoon sun with a hand, as he strained to see the opening that he was in the middle of insisting wasn't there. I didn't see you offering to lead the way? Naomi returned. Well, well, that's because you're a much more confident navigator than I am. My point exactly, she grinned. Leon was as quick to apportion blame as he was to take the credit when things went well but they'd been friends for long enough for her not to take it personally, and of course to give him no end of shit for his foibles. This is definitely the spot, Mike chimed in. See the overhang up there? It's just like in the description. Look at the shape of those rocks out on the lake there. Perfect match. He tapped the battered photograph in his hand to illustrate his point. Leon pulled off his backpack and dropped it onto the shale, retrieving a water bottle from the side pocket for a long drink before he spoke again. We still don't know if there's an opening up there, though. If you'd let me pack my drone, I could have flown it up and we could have seen if there was a passage without us having to climb all the bloody way up there. Ho oh, ho I'd have been thrilled to ribbons, mate, for you to have packed your drone in your own bag. My issue was that you wanted me to carry it, remembering that I already have double the climbing gear on my back because it wouldn't fit in your pack. Mike folded his arms. Besides... If either of you's harboring some unshakable belief that we truly stand at the threshold of the Cosmic Shaft, long lost place of legend where a shooting star fell from the heavens with such force that it drilled into the very cliffs and he lent in, adding a faux grandeur to his voice. To this day lies buried in the depths of this cave, ready to grant the wishes of he or she, Naomi added, or she who finally claims it. Because if that's what you're hoping for, I sincerely hope for your sakes that the things you'd wish for are limited to an exhilarating climb and some decent pictures of the view. Oh, very funny. Leon harumphed, blowing his sandy-coloured fringe out of his eyes. You didn't... have to come, you know. I'm sure you'd have been just as happy on the student savers coach trip to Mallorca or something equally ghastly. All the knockoff booze and STIs you can handle for just £230 and six tokens out the newspaper? Ah, is this the bit where you point out that you, by which you mean your dad, paid for all of our flights and our rental cars and everything else that you've been listing meticulously again and again to make sure that we're all being adequately grateful? What had started as quite well-humoured had begun to take a more serious and aggressive tone as both parties expertly pressed one another's buttons. Now now, chaps, I expect a glass of milk to turn sour if I leave it out in the sun all day, but I did think slightly more of the pair of you. Naomi intervened before anybody said anything that they would go on to regret later. Despite being physically smaller than both of her counterparts, Naomi dwarfed them when it came down to strength of character. 
she would frequently use this asset to take charge of a situation and diffuse tensions between the other two childhood friends. Leon, exploring the wilderness and investigating this wild old legend is an amazing way to spend what is probably our last uninterrupted summer together. Our last summer before we're all working God knows where in the world. We're really excited you came up with it, and we really do appreciate your dad footing the bill. We'd certainly have had a lot less leg room and fewer hot showers or decent meals if we'd done this on our own. Turning to Mike, she gently placed a hand on his chest, prompting his folded arms and shoulders to relax as he took a step backward. And Mike, whether he says it aloud or not, Leon does get it that making the great outdoors survivable and even fun on occasion requires effort, the right kit and ability to endure a little hardship from time to time. Slowly, the smiles returned to both young men's faces. Handshakes were exchanged, apologies muttered, and less heated discussions resumed as the group returned their attention to the tricky climb ahead of them. Now bear with me, because this might seem like the long way around, Mike explained as he pointed to a sleek moss-covered rock face in front of them. But climbing up this way is actually a far better route. You see, we'd come up and across to this ledge over here, giving us a strong anchor point. So unless you've mastered coming out over overhangs like that one since we last climbed together, it's better for us to go above and then rope down to where the opening should be. Leon paused for a moment, defensive feelings briefly bubbling up inside him. He drew breath to argue the toss that he could climb anything that the others could. But then he stopped and bit his tongue. They had only just stopped bickering. And besides, it was true. As much as it pained him to admit it, there was no way he was tackling an overhang like that. My thoughts exactly, he said assertively. Shall we set up camp and head up at first light? No need, Naomi said, looking at her phone. Sunset is still a good few hours off. We've plenty of time to get up there and check this out. If it's a huge cavern full of wish-granting treasure, we can sleep up there in luxury. And if not, we can still catch the sunset over the lake and bask in a fortune of picture likes instead before we head down. Hold with your arms, push with your legs! Mike shouted down with unintentionally patronising encouragement and advice from the ledge above as Leon clambered upwards towards him. A confident and well-practised climber, Mike had gone on ahead, securing ropes for the others to use. Naomi had been quick to follow, reaching the ledge not long ago, leaving Leon to bring up the rear. Leon leaned back on the rope and let it and his friends support a greater portion of his weight while he caught his breath. He glanced across to the ledge where the shaft entrance was likely to be. In the gentle afternoon light, he imagined a golden glow emanating from whatever wonders lay within, and craned his neck to try and get a better view. He'd been thinking about doing something like this since he'd first read the stories of the cave online. Much of the legend was based around the diaries of a man who'd been lost in the wilds of Slovakia in the latter part of World War II. Despite his fantastical claims, the records of the man himself after the war were heavily disputed, and online discourse was rife with theories. But no one had yet rediscovered the cave, or truly understood what was inside it. This was his chance. Leon knew that he was special in ways that others didn't recognise or appreciate. People nowadays rated triumph over adversity far too highly. Sure, 
it was true his father had money and could use it to support his son's ideas. But why did that have to mean that his ideas were anything less than exceptional? Naomi was respected for being clever and adaptable, taking on any challenge with ease. And Mike was built like an action hero, no physical challenge too great. But none of them understood that it took someone truly special to gather these assets and curate their use to discover something new in a world that was convinced everything had been discovered already. The day would come that the world would herald him as a genius, a pioneering champion of ideas. He imagined what he'd uncover as the group finally found the long-lost resting place of a treasure from beyond the stars. Perhaps he'd find a valuable new element, or proof of life not of this earth. It all but called to him as he daydreamed. Leon! He snapped back to attention at Naomi's shout from above. You're right down there, she called, hands gripped tightly around his safety rope. Once you're done with your break, if you hurry up here, we've already got the ropes ready for the abseil down. Don't start without me, Leon demanded as he resumed hauling himself upward. He had scarcely been unclipped from his ascent before he was scrambling towards Mike on the ridge offering up his carabiner like an entry ticket to be clipped onto the rope that he needed to swing back downwards. Let me go first, Mike. It's depressing being at the back all the time. He was attaching himself to the line before there had been time to respond, let alone discuss anything, and within two minutes of reaching the ridge, he was watching his friends getting smaller again, their faces a mix of kind acknowledgement of his excitement, with pangs of concern for his near mania to be the first to the entrance. Each push away from the rock face brought him closer, leaping downwards towards destiny. After the fit, he saw it. It's here! He bellowed upwards as his feet found the solid ground around the entrance near a perfectly circular borehole, around a metre and a half in diameter, passing into the inscrutable darkness beyond. Cheers and whoops from his friends above were followed by questions, half lost to the wind, but even if he'd caught them, Leon didn't care to answer. Unclasping himself from the line, he gave the rope three solid tugs, the pre-discussed signal that he was clear, and then raced towards the cavern entrance. An intoxicating odour struck him at once. From the entryway, he breathed a lungful of a petrichor smell of water striking hot earth, mixed with the scent of what he could best describe as fresh ocean air, though with the curious absence of any saltiness. Shining his torch into the darkness, he was greeted by the twinkle of countless reflections in multiple colours, sparkling seams of some crystalline growth spanning outwards from the darkness within. It was a fitting welcome for the first person to find this wondrous place, or at very least the first person that would matter. And then he heard it, the voice he'd imagined calling to him all these weeks in his dreams, except now he was wide awake. Hello? He called, walking forward into the cave. Who are you? A visitor and a prisoner, Leon. The whisper continued, only just audible. Leon scrambled forward, attempting to get closer to the source, any caution or questions firmly eclipsed by curiosity and excitement. I sensed your coming back. 
I felt it. I knew that you would be the first in over a human lifetime to reach this in place. So I called to you. Now several meters into the earth, the walls began to close in. Leon shrank himself, first crouching and then crawling to keep moving forward. In the distance, he might have heard one of his friend's voices, but they didn't matter now. passage tightened further. Now fully prone, Leon squirmed through a suffocatingly narrow opening in the unyielding rock, jagged edges pressing into his skin as he forced himself further and further, until finally, it opened up and he stood aloft, perhaps taller than he had ever stood in his entire life. From this vantage point, the precarious obsidian ledge surrounded by infinity, he took a moment to absorb it all. Above, universe of stars, an impossible cosmos contained within the incalculable weight of the mountain, and below, the crystalline growths pulsated with light and colour, shifting in spectrums undescribed, possibly unimagined by anyone that had ever lived. When he could manage to voice a question, Beyond spoke clearly and with purpose. What gifts? The voice did not speak its reply, it simply showed him. Leon's mind's eye was bombarded with a lifetime of preemptive memories. Wielding material wealth that would make his father seem like a peasant, he was a leader, adored, celebrated, idolized for his ideas. He would take mankind to the stars, help them exceed the limits of the human form. People would hang upon his every word. He would finally have all that he deserved. There is but one. Price. The voice began. Leon? Naomi spoke first from behind him. She'd already made it into the cavern, while Mike wriggled through the tight entrance. Leon had forgotten that they, or anything else in the world for that matter, even existed. He raced back to meet them, offering Mike a hand up as he freed himself from the mineral grip of the tunnel. Leon, this place is... Mike was lost for words as he and Naomi both gazed in awe around the chamber, stunned into silence. Leon made way for his oldest friends as they took in the marvels they had discovered together, his arms around them both as they stood basking in the incomparable sights before them. We... we really found it, Mike finally whispered. My gift is not one which can be shared. And I hunger. The voice finally concluded, not aloud, but deep within the recesses of Leon's mind. Leon was special. He was not the strongest or the smartest, but he understood things. He had vision, and in that instant, he knew exactly what he needed to do. Without a word, standing between the two closest friends he had ever known, Looking out into the unfathomable, he silently moved his hands down to their lower backs 
and shoved with all of his might. I hope you enjoyed your trip today to the tragic kingdom. Upon a Star was written and narrated by Andy Conduit-Turner, produced by James Barnett, a.k.a. Jimmy Horrors, with opening theme music composed by Duncan Muggleton, based on the original music by Tom Robson. Additional music in today's episode has been provided by Dark Fantasy Studio and Kai Engel and Speria, and sound effect provided by freesound.org and sounds-mp3.com. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Joshua Boucher and Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading, and of course to Ben Errington for creating a social media fairy tale. Each tweet a new adventure, every post a happy ever after. Andy Conduit Turner is a writer, editor and podcaster from the UK with a love of horror across all mediums. You can find his stories featuring on several volumes of the other stories, his comics published by Horde Comics, and more. You'll find him on Twitter at, at @andyctwrites on the Horror Hangout podcast, discussing the best and worst of horror films. Oh, and standing right behind you. James Barnett is the producer of the Night's End podcast, a short story fiction podcast with tales of horror and the paranormal. Search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You can catch other works of his at jamesbarnettcreative.com. The other stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver, and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.